Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Kim. Welcome. Happy July. Glad to have you guys listening. And of course, we know that July is a very busy month for many of you, particularly those of you who are convention going. In light of that, we have a very special surprise. Well, not a surprise because we mentioned it last time, but we do have a very special event coming up for you. This is our open house, and it will be held on July 14th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. This will be just a come one come all event it's not structured it's going to be an open house it will not be recorded so if you don't come it won't be in the archives no and we got some questions about that the last time we held an open house and we really just kind of want it to be special and kick back relax enjoyable for those people who show up and let people ask their questions Certainly we can talk about anything cool that you saw, experienced, bought at convention. But we can also talk Mystic Access, upcoming products, classes, etc. We do have quite a bit on that front we'll be sharing in the coming weeks. So lots of exciting things happening in Mystic Access land that we can talk about. Certainly the most fun part about it, though, is just getting to share with all of you and meeting people from around the world and just having a lot of fun. So we tend to have some regulars, but we often have new people who show up at these too. So I, for one, am very excited about having another open house. Yeah, we had one in November around Black Friday time, and it was really fun. It lasted for quite some time. And the really, really nice thing is that people were respective of other people's questions and answers, and they weren't talking over each other so it's not going to be a questions and answers thing where everybody's muted and you unmute somebody and they ask their questions you mute them back it's basically going to be a free-for-all but having said that if you would like to mute yourself because you know that you have background noise or loud trucks and stuff going by that would totally be appreciative That would totally be appreciated, yes. And we can mute you if we need to, but if there are a bunch of us in there, it might be hard for us to figure out who the sound is coming from. We had a kind of funny experience that I won't talk about publicly that we had at our last open house that kind of brings that point home. Yes, it kind of does. Yes. Please, please, if you can mute and you know you're going to have a background sound going on, please make sure that happens if you can and if not let us know hey can you mute me and we can figure out by that who you are and we'll be happy to mute you but this is obviously a free event and you're welcome to come we will post the event details publicly on the news page of the website i'll also make sure they go into the next newsletter which will be out right around the time you get this podcast so stay tuned to your inboxes please and we will get you that information asap Speaking of other announcements or things that will be in this newsletter, we are in the home stretch or final stages of Touch Tutorial. Yes. The Touch Plus highly anticipated update to the Braille Note Touch tutorial will be complete. It will be on the website for you to download. If not 
when you receive this podcast very, very shortly later. Again, as I said, we are going through last minute things and sometimes <laughs> issues happen and we get sat back like we would have been done. We're recording this on Saturday morning and yesterday we had an issue where a whole hour and some odd section just disappeared. Vanished. It was a day and a half of work and it was a very complex section and it vanished. And you know, Chris, interestingly enough, I was having the same experience this morning, but I was able to fix it. So I don't know what was going on last night. The technology gods were clearly not with me yesterday because it was not a good thing. She <laughs> so, was just, yeah, she was just about to save it and pass it off to me. I was to do 30 the seconds daisy. from saving it to pass it on to Chris. It was not good. And this is the kind of crap that happens to you when you're on deadline like this. It really never fails. A lot of people in this industry will tell you, and in many industries will tell you. The times when you really get the setbacks are when you're on deadline. My computer died spectacularly during this process. A lot of stuff has gone down for me, both personally and professionally, during this. And that really does cause setbacks and delays. And it's not that we're not working on it. It's not that we're not doing our very best to put the stuff together for you. It's just that sometimes... Things happen that are completely out of our control, and they almost always happen when you have an imminent deadline. If you want to check out the new updated tutorial, it will be at mysticaccess.com slash brailnote-touch-tutorial. And this is the same URL that you visited previously to get your original BrailleNote Touch downloads for your original BrailleNote Touch tutorial. So if you have that page bookmarked, this will work. We're leaving it here for search engine optimization. We're leaving it here because this page is already everywhere. <laughs> and we will have the page updated. You will immediately know when you start reading the text of this page that it is for the BrailleNote Touch Plus. Now that being said, let me give you a caveat for those of you who don't know a lot about what this process is like. A lot of the material that you are going to hear in the Touch Plus tutorial is stuff that I saved and brought over from the original BrailleNote Touch tutorial. So you will hear a lot of, for instance, the BrailleNote Touch acapella Heather voice, and she's no longer available for the Touch Plus. Don't know why, but she's not. So you'll hear her a lot, and she's not applicable. So that's one of the things I say at the beginning of the tutorial. Some things you're going to hear are not going to be applicable. That being said, a lot of this process has been making those very subtle changes and many of them are not so subtle too, but many of them are, that are necessary to operate your touch plus as opposed to your original touch. So that's really where a lot of the time-consuming pieces of this comes from. For instance, the big one, and I've been laughingly telling people about this for a couple months, the Applications button on the BrailleNote Touch Plus was the Context Menu button on the BrailleNote Touch. So, the entire functionality of this key had to be changed every single time I talked about it in the BrailleNote Touch Plus tutorial. So every time I said press this key, <laughs> I had to change it to press and hold. And there must be at least 50 in the course of almost 13 hours of material. <laughs> yeah, and you can't just do a find and replace. No, you cannot, you cannot do it. You can't find and replace stuff in the audio editing software that I use. So it makes it very hard. And in fact, the way I've been doing this for my sanity is recording and editing in big chunks. 
That way it's all kind of sitting there in front of me rather than doing sections or tiny subsections or something like that. Because you guys know, the way that Chris navigates stuff, there are some sections that are going to be like a minute. You know? Sometimes you know? less than that. Sometimes less than that. Hey, how many nav points do you have in this tutorial so far? Over 200. And he's not even through part two, y'all. So that gives you an idea. <laughs> the one thing I will say in all seriousness, though, is I, for one, am very, very pleased with how this is turning out. It's going to be a far better, I think, tutorial than the original. And I was very proud of the original. This one in many ways, has taken more work and more labor than the original one. And I know that sounds crazy because we're updating, but that's why. Because revision, in some ways, is so much harder than putting out the original initial product. So I hope it will be worth the wait. I hope you will find it very enjoyable and useful. And certainly, if you're even considering upgrading to the Braille Note Touch Plus, please, please give it a listen. And for those that aren't upgrading to the BrailleNote Touch Plus, for whatever reason you still want to hang on to your original BrailleNote Touch, the original tutorial will still be available for download in our free download section. And you will totally know the difference between the two because one will say first generation BrailleNote Touch and the other one will say BrailleNote Touch Plus. Yep, that's how we're distinguishing them on the website. First generation versus BrailleNote Touch Plus. So you will be able to find the downloads if you go to the free downloads page of Mystic Access. Another thing to keep in mind is that this weekend is the 4th of July and the start of convention season. So we will be having sales starting on the 4th of July. And there are no coupon codes or anything. The site will just magically take care of what it needs to take care of to give you the discounts. And those discounts will run until the 15th of July. And that's because we want to give those of you who are convention going plenty of time to get home. And those of you who are not, plenty of time to shop the deals. So we want to make it a nice long sale experience for you because while we may have one smaller sale between now and Black Friday, it will be a smaller sale. <laughs> so if you want to get some pretty good deals, they're not our Black Friday deals, but they're the best we will have until November, we encourage you to come and hang out with us and find something new. And speaking of something new, we know that we have not released a lot of products this year and a lot of stuff has kept that from happening up to this point. However, we think you'll be very, very pleased in the next couple months that we'll be changing. So, you may want to consider, if you have a friend who is interested in purchasing something from us, but they don't necessarily want anything that's up there now, get them a virtual gift card. And they can enjoy something new when it comes out, perhaps. Certainly, the other way you can keep up with our products is to join our newsletter. If you aren't already on our news list, you can join it from any page of the website. So certainly we'll be announcing these deals in our upcoming newsletter. Like I said, it may be out by the time you get this podcast. So if you haven't gotten it, just keep an eye on your inbox. We will make sure that information gets to you. But the sales will also be posted on the news page of the website. So you will be able to find that information. And also, just hang tight with us during this week because we're all going to be really busy. And I know you guys are all going to be busy too. So... If the phone rings and no one answers you immediately, I am holding down the fort by myself for at least one day of this sale. So just stay with us and hang tight and we will get to you as soon as we can if you need to call in order to order 
your special products. Speaking of the podcast, I just wanted to mention something really quickly regarding the podcast. I had a listener contact me yesterday, and she was using Accessible Podcatcher. And she wasn't getting the podcasts for the last month or so. And within five minutes, I figured out the issue, and she was able to receive podcasts once again. Having said that, our podcast gets released every two weeks. So if you don't receive a podcast, contact us and let us know, and we can figure out what the issue is or for whatever strange reason, maybe we didn't put out a podcast, but at least it'd be good to know that there is an issue or not. And like I said, within five minutes, it was fixed. So can people now access things perfectly through Accessible yes. Podcatcher? Yep. Excellent. It's all Wonderful. taken care of. Good deal. So you guys are safe. It's all good. And do note that for, gosh, a couple of years now at least, we have been releasing every two weeks and they come out on Tuesdays and that's just how it's been for a couple years now so we never miss we have not missed Knockwood since our restart with the revamped website this is when we normally release so if you aren't getting something definitely get back to us and let us know and we'll try and help you figure it out and because it's July there are ways that we can talk about that may be able to keep us cool because in the northern hemisphere it is hot it is summer but in the southern hemisphere it is cooler so maybe you want heat instead of cool air so we're going to cover you with both of these yeah chris's topic especially is going to help you out whether you have heat or cool air tell us a little bit about what we're going to hear i received an ecobee 4 thermostat from my mother for christmas and this is a unique smart thermostat in the fact that it has different room sensors. So in a nutshell, what it does is it knows where you are, so it will keep the temperature in that room or at least in that area a comfortable temperature. For example, if I'm in the middle of the winter and my thermostat is set to 68 degrees, if I'm in the office and the office temperature is 70 degrees because of a little remote sensor and the thermostat itself is 66 degrees, the furnace will not kick in to try and push the thermostat up to 68 degrees because of where I physically am. Now, if I go into the room where the actual thermostat is then the furnace will kick on and it will try and adjust the temperature because it knows where you are now if you just walk into a room that's got a sensor and the walk out it's not affected you have to be in that room for say 10-15 minutes or so before the thermostat will do what it wants to do if you have multiple people in the house one person's in the office and the other person's say upstairs and those two areas are occupied, it will average the temperatures. So if the thermostat is higher upstairs and lower up downstairs, it will try and do its best to make the house comfortable for everybody, which is kind of neat. I like the fact that you can use your smart tech to ask about your temperatures in various rooms. I know that's one of the things you're going to show us, and you can actually see the differences in temperature. Yes, you can. It's actually kind of interesting to do that. And I've actually just 
fasten these little sensors onto the wall with two-sided sticky tape, which is kind of cool. Speaking of cool, I might have something cool to share. Since we started with talking about heat and cool, let's do Chris's Akobe first. Hello everybody, I'm here to tell you about the Ecobi line of thermostats. And the reason I say the Ecobi line of thermostats is that I currently have an Ecobi 4. And they just released an Ecobi smart thermostat with voice control. There are a couple of neat features that I wanted to talk to you about. This is a thermostat that can control your air conditioner or your furnace for in the summertime or the wintertime. The Kobe is a smart thermostat, so it uses Wi-Fi connection to the internet and to an account that you create. It is a touch thermostat, so if you don't have an app or an virtual assistant, it's not really going to be that accessible for you. The Ecobi can work with HomeKit with Apple, Amazon Echo, and Google Home. The nice thing about the Ecobi 4 and the Ecobi Smart Thermostat, which they just released, is they both have Amazon Echo built in. So it would be like having a dot on your wall. The new version apparently sounds a little bit better, has a better speaker and a faster processor and a couple of other different things. One of the things that kind of interested me about the Ecobi line of thermostats are these smart sensors. These are little sensors that you put in other rooms and they communicate back to your thermostat the temperature of the room. So this way the thermostat can adjust to where you are versus where a thermostat is. For example, my thermostat is in the living room. For the majority of my day, I spend my time in my office. So in the wintertime, if my heat is set to go on at 68 degrees and the temperature in my office is actually 70, but the temperature in the living room is 66, the thermostat will not try and raise the temperature to 68 because I'm in the office, it knows I'm in the office, and it knows that the temperature is 70 degrees above the 68 degrees that I have it targeted to. The thermostat can also know if you are away. So if you leave the house for, say, two hours, and you forget to turn your thermostat down, the thermostat will automatically turn it down so that you're not wasting energy trying to keep the temperature, say, 68 degrees when nobody's in there to enjoy it. So it might knock it down to 64, 62, or something like that. And you can change that. So let's see how this works. I'm going to first ask Siri for the indoor temperature. What is the indoor temperature? The temperatures in my home range from 71 to 74 degrees Fahrenheit. So that tells me that at least one sensor is 71 degrees and another sensor is 74 degrees. So that's kind of neat. And to connect it with HomeKit, I had to scan a code on the face of the thermostat. Of course, I needed sighted assistance to get the thermostat on the wall, get it connected. But once it's connected, everything seems to be working well. So I can ask Siri for the temperature. 
set the thermostat to 79 degrees. Communicating. Okay, I'm increasing the temperature from 72 degrees to 79 degrees. Set the thermostat to 71 degrees. Communicating. Okay, I'm decreasing the temperature from 72 degrees to 71 degrees. So as you can see, it is changing the temperature for me. I'm not sure why it said it was 72 to 71, but that could very well be because I didn't give enough time to figure out that it was 79 degrees or supposed to be set to 79 degrees. Set the temperature to 78 degrees. Sending your request. Okay, I'm increasing the temperature from 72 degrees to 78 degrees. Set the thermostat to off. Absolutely. Here you go. So let's hope that that did that. And basically what it did is it should not increase or decrease my temperature or run the air conditioning. Set the thermostat to automatic. All set. What is the status of the thermostat? Checking in. The castle is warming your home from 72 degrees Fahrenheit to 75 degrees Fahrenheit. So that gives me status of the thermostat. So when I set my thermostat to automatic, what the thermostat is going to try and do is it's going to try and keep the house at a certain temperature. So let's say, for example, it is 75 degrees and I have the temperature in the summertime set to turn the air conditioner on if the temperature in the house goes above 78 degrees. Having said that, if I have the temperature in the house for a lower temperature to say go on at 68 degrees, then if the house for whatever reason goes down to 66 degrees, the furnace will turn on. So it's kind of an automatic mode. So you don't have to switch your furnace from hot to cold. So let's go into the Ecobi app. Open Ecobi. Ecobi in progress. Home. My home. So that's my home. Add button. I can add another thermostat. So let's say I have another house somewhere else. Castle. That's the name of my thermostat. 72. It's 72 degrees. 75. 80. Hold. Three sensors. Expanded image. 70. Castle. Unoccupied. So it is showing that the castle is unoccupied, which means that nobody's in that room. So if I flick again. 71. Office. Occupied. 74. Upstairs. Occupied. I'm not exactly sure why it says that the upstairs is occupied. It's really not. I may have to move that sensor because I've noticed that a couple of days ago that it thinks it's occupied, but it's not. Selected. Home. Tab. One of three. And now we have three tabs at the bottom of the screen. We've got home. 
Vacation tab. Vacation. Two of three. Account tab. Three of three. Account, account tab. So account, obviously, you would deal with your account information for your Akobi. Vacation. Let's see what that does. Vacation tab. Vacation heading. So now I'm going to flick to the right and see what we have. Add button. Going on vacation. You can set up vacation for your devices in my home, so when you are away, you can make sure everything is okay. Set a vacation button. So I could set a vacation if I want to. Home tab. One of three. I'm going to go back to home. Selected home tab. One of three. Occupied. Upstairs. Seven. Occupied. Office. Seven. Unoccupied. Castle. So we're going to double tap castle. Castle. Back. Button. Sensors. Heading. Smart home slash away. Enabled. So smart home away is enabled. So that's what I was talking about earlier where I said if I'm home, it's going to know that the house is occupied. If I'm away for a couple of hours, then it's going to automatically go into away mode. Follow me. Enabled. Follow me is enabled. So that's going to follow you around the house. That's that occupied, unoccupied. Sensors. Heading. And here are the sensors. Tap on the sensor to adjust settings. Heading. Castle. 70. Unoccupied. Office. 71. Occupied. Upstairs. 74. Occupied. So I'm going to go back to castle. Off castle. 70. Unoccupied. Back. Button. So now we're actually working with the thermostat. Castle. Heading. System mode. Auto heat. Button. So here's system mode. You have auto heat. So I'm going to double tap this. Heat. We could select heat. Cool. Cool. Auto. Auto. Off. Or off. So if I want to turn my thermostat off right now, instead of giving a voice control, I can tap off. This. Now it's off. Back. Button. Castle. Heading. Off. Button. So now it says off. So let's double tap this again. Heat. We're going to set it to... Cool. Auto. Auto, which is that heat cool mode that I was talking about. Auto. Back. Button. Castle. System mode. 53%. That's the humidity, I think. 72. 80. Temperature. 75. 75. Cancel. Button. Sensors. 75. 80 and holding. So it says 80 and holding. So when I changed my temperature, it's now holding it. So the schedule won't take into effect. Cancel. Button. So I'm going to cancel the hold. Cancel. System mode auto heat. Button. 53%. 72. 78. So now it's 78 degrees, which is my schedule. 68. And the low temperature is 68. So if, again, if the house goes down past 68, then the heat will actually turn on. Home. And there's home. Sensors. Castle. 70. Unoccupied. Office. 70. Upstairs. Quick change. I can home change to home away away fan on my fan is fan auto see detail auto button. weather and here's 71 weather. degree voice Alexa linked my voice is on so my alexa is actually connected to my account home iq thermostat data schedule here's my schedule home until 9 p.m comfort settings three available Reminders and alerts. One unread. System. HVAC. Auto. Preferences. My eco B. About. So let's System. Go. One. Reminders. Three available. Comfort setting. Home. Comfort settings. Comfort settings. Comfort setting. Dismiss. Button. Comfort settings. Add. Button. 
Comfort settings. Make sure your home is the right temperature during specific activities in your schedule. Learn more. Link. Home. 68. 78. So what it means is when I'm home or somebody's home, that the temperature will be either between 68 or 78 degrees. Away. 64. 82. So when the house is unoccupied or you're in away mode, the lowest the house will go is 64 degrees and the highest is 80. So if it's 80 degrees, then the thermostat will kick into air conditioning. And if it's below 64, then the thermostat will kick into heat. Sleep. 60. And sleep is set to 60. 72. Or 72. So in the wintertime, for example, it's going to go down to 60. And in the summertime, it's going to try and keep the house at 72. 72. 82. 64. Away. And I can change any one of these by double tapping them. So let's go back. Dismiss. Dismiss. Button. Schedule. Let's check out the schedule. Schedule. Dismiss. Button. Schedule. Heading. Add. Button. I can add a schedule. Cap S. Cap M. Until next day. 72. 60. Sleep. 9 p.m. 78. 68. Home. 6.30 a.m. Between 6.30 and 9 o'clock, the schedule is going to be using the home setting. And after 9 o'clock, it's going to automatically switch to the sleep setting. So that's how this works. And it's very nice. It's very accessible. I don't really want to change my settings right now or my schedule, but it can be done. And they're just pickers. That is a quick tour of the Akobi app. So I'm going to switch to my Amazon Echo. And unfortunately, I'm not using the Echo that's built into the Ecobi because I wanted to get a really good sound quality mix. What is the temperature in the castle? The castle temperature is 73 degrees. Alexa. What is the temperature in the office? The office temperature is 71 degrees. So I really like that, that I can ask her what the temperature is in the different rooms. What is the temperature upstairs? The upstairs temperature is 74 degrees. Ask my Ecobi for status. Okay, here's Ecobi Plus. Your thermostat is in auto mode, trying to keep your home between 68 and 78 degrees. Set the castle to off. It's off. Ask my Ecobi for status. Okay, here's Ecobi Plus. Your thermostat is in off mode. So it's totally in off mode. Google Home can do the same type of things with the Ecobi as well. However, I haven't been able to ask Google Home for the temperature in the specific rooms. It keeps telling me that the sensors aren't configured, and I go in and I configure them, so I might be missing a step, but I'm not exactly sure why, but that's just how it works. Thank you for coming with me on this kind of little demonstration of the Ecobi thermostats and using it with your iOS device, your Amazon Echo, and the app itself.
I recently purchased a window air conditioning unit for my bedroom because, yeah, I know, hard to believe, I do not have central air. It's going to be 90-something early next week, and I'm going to want some nice cold air. So the air conditioner I've been using was a 12,000 BTU Frigidaire, but it was an old 12,000 BTU Frigidaire, and it was a loud unit. And I was ready for something new, and I went to Lowe's not expecting to find what I was looking for, although I knew I had seen them last year. GE, last year, released a few air conditioning units that worked with A-Lady and Google Home. Now, I have not set this up with Google Home yet, so I can't speak to the effectiveness thereof. But, the one I got is a 10,000 BTU unit, and I'll give you the model number in just a second. But, it works with A-Lady. And that's how I find that I'm primarily using it, although I'll tell you another surprise <laughs> in just a moment. But, this is just installed in the window of my bedroom, and that's where I'm sitting to do this podcast, so I can show you how this works. And it's been fantastic because you can control almost everything using the Geneva skill. And Geneva is G-E-N-E-V-A for G-E. So you can do that using your A-Lady. And it's awesome. (laughs) It's been so much fun. Last night I said my great novelty was going to be lying in bed. And because I just lost an entire day's worth of work, I particularly needed some soothing and stress relief last night. So I was lying in bed. And I was able to tell my air conditioner to turn up the fan. And then after a little while, I just had it turn off because I don't want it coming on and off during the night while I'm trying to sleep because it is a window unit and it still is kind of loud and I'm a really light sleeper. It's just been a really fun experience. I'm going to show you a little bit about it. So let me give you my GE model number first. This is the model of my air conditioning unit. It's AHC10. L-Y-Q-1. So that's the model number of the air conditioner that you're looking for. And I will do my best to link to it for you in the show notes as well. So hopefully you can find it. I just found it at my friendly local Lowe's. I paid around $350 for this unit and found that it's well, well worth the price. I've so far been very much enjoying it. And if I get five or ten years out of it, I'm going to be thrilled. Because it just really just works. I'm going to show you the GE Comfort app in conjunction with this. And admittedly, while the app is accessible, I think it has some things to be desired. And part of that is because when you're viewing it, it's a split screen. That makes it kind of hard to see what you're looking for. Also, admittedly, it's because I don't really understand a lot of this stuff. (laughs) And I don't use thermostats and things like that. I just haven't in the past. So... I'm not used to it, and some of it doesn't logically make a lot of sense to me. For instance, I had something happen yesterday, and there was an off. It wasn't a button, but it was a control. And, well, I don't know if it was really even a control, because you couldn't click it or do anything to it, seemingly at least. And I couldn't figure out what that was, because the air conditioner was on and running at the time. So I'm just going to give you an idea of what this app does. And you can use this not just with air conditioners, but with any smart home GE appliance. So they have all kinds of things. They have refrigerators and washers and dryers and ovens and probably things I'm forgetting. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely kind of crazy. We actually have a client who's listening to the podcast for sure. Hi, she knows who she is. Yes, she does. Who has the GE fridge and told us how she used the GE fridge. She won't mind us sharing this to 
save her butt essentially during a hurricane and keep all her food frozen. Yep. So it was kind of awesome for her because she was able to control it and not be home doing it. So let me show you how this works. Comfort, GE Appliances. Double tap to open. So here we are at the Comfort app, and I will do my best to link to this for you as well. It's available for iOS and Android. I don't know if it's available for Fire OS. Empty list. Empty list. Takes just a second. And it's probably populated by now. I'm going to flick left. Empty list. Comfort. Comfort. And when I flicked, I flicked right, and then I flicked back left, and it says comfort. So I'm going to flick to the right. Button settings. Button. This is settings. Now, sometimes I cannot get to this button after having loaded this app and moved around in it for a while. So let me show you while it's here. Empty list. General. Button. So we have lots of different settings here that we can deal with in terms of our GE account and our items. About. Button. And I flicked left, so it didn't put me at the top of the screen. Three icon close. Button. So I moved to the top left-hand corner of the screen. Settings. Settings. Icon close. Button. There's a close button. Manage account. We can manage our GE accounts from here. Location assist. Button. This is location assist. I'm having a weird issue with this. It's put me in a city in my state that I've never heard of. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> and so I'm not getting quite as accurate results as I would like. And I don't really understand because I even allowed GE to access my location, thinking that would fix the issue. So far, no dice. So I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do about that. Time zone. Button. Time zone. About. Button. About. General. Button. Help. Button. Language. Button. Sign out. Appliance nickname. Then we get to appliance nickname. So this is essentially the next part of the screen, or I guess the bottom half of the screen. So those are some of your settings that you can look at. Icon close. Button. I'm going to close this. Empty list. And flick to the right. Comfort. Button settings. And to the right again. Air conditioner. Off. Tells me my air conditioner is off, and it says actions available. You can actually click on this to go in here, but let me flick right and show you what else is here. Button icon add. Button. That is button icon add button. That is where you will add a new appliance. So if you have a fridge <laughs> that's GE and you want to add it in here and it's a smart fridge, you can do so. Appliance nickname. This is appliance nickname. For the life of me, I have not figured out how to give my appliance a nickname. I thought it was going to show me that during the actual setup process when I was getting everything online. And it never did, or I never did it properly or something. I had the same issue when I was trying to connect it. It tried to connect to my 5 gigahertz network, and it just didn't work. It moved to my 2.4 gigahertz network. So I'm not quite sure. Yeah, it might not be a dual band thing. Yeah, it kept saying, connecting to Shield Maiden, connecting to Shield Maiden. Well, Shield Maiden never got it, so <laughs> I don't quite know what happened there. Button icon add. Button. But that's where you go, the button icon add button. Appliance nickname. So there's appliance nickname. I can't even click on it. Appliance nickname. Appliance nickname. Nothing seems to happen. I've tried pressing and holding. I can't figure out how to get there. Monitor and control. Then we have monitor and control. I can't actually click on this and will in a moment. Notifications. These are notifications. I can even get a notification when my air conditioner's filter needs to be cleaned. I mean, that's crazy. I'm going to love that. Notification history. Notification history. Product settings. Product settings. Product info. And product info. Product info. So let's go back. Off. Actions available. 
So I wouldn't worry about these actions available. You can just double tap this. Button hamburger. Button. And it says button hamburger. I'll show you that in a second. The hamburger is a little confusing because the hamburger normally would open another menu. For me, it seems to be taking me backwards. The hamburger can be a little confusing. I'm going to flick right. Air conditioner. Air conditioner. Icon home. Button. There's home, so we can go home from here. 63 degrees. 63 degrees. I don't know if that's saying that my outdoor temperature is 63 degrees. That's about right. MC. It's got a location here that I've never heard of. And I don't know where it is. I've never heard of it before. So that's very strange. <laughs> and it's not my location. So that's where it has me put. And I tried to go back into location services and fix it and cannot get it fixed. So wherever that is, it's 63 degrees there. And that's close enough to home. Off. Then it says off. And again, I think this means the air conditioner is off. But it was saying off yesterday when I had it turned on. So I don't know. Power. Zero kilowatts. No demand response. So it says power, zero kilowatts, no demand response. Off schedule button. Off schedule. So I think you can go in here to set schedules. I've only had this running since yesterday, so I haven't gotten to play with a lot of this stuff. Off on off button. This is off on off. I can double tap this and turn on the air conditioner. I'm not going to do that yet. Off energy button. This is off energy. I haven't even been in here, so I don't really know what this does yet. Because it should be on energy saving right now. And... So I don't know why it would say off energy, but maybe there's something in there I'm not understanding that also could give me energy status of the air conditioner. Not real sure. Routines. This is routines. I have not set up a routine or anything like that yet. On slash off. On slash off. Energy. That says energy. Icon expand white. Button. This is a little confusing. Sometimes it works. Most of the time it doesn't. I think I got it to work once. It's supposed to expand something. So this app is probably half accessible. Air conditioner. And then we're back to air conditioner. Monitor and control. Monitor and control. Notifications. And we're back to the other settings that we've seen before here. Let me go back to the hamburger. Button hamburger. Button. I'm going to double tap this. Button. Icon expand white. Button. Icon expand white. Button. And so I moved to this screen. Button hamburger. Button. Icon home. Button. So I'm home. Air conditioner. Monitor and control. Notifications. So as you can see, that looks like the previous screen that we were on. So it's kind of taking me back, but it's got a hamburger there. So I'm not quite sure. I'm going to show you monitor and control. Monitor and control. Button hamburger. Button. Flip to the right. Air conditioner. Icon home. Button. 63 degrees. MC. Again, it gives this location that it thinks I'm in. Off. Off. Power. Zero kilowatts. No demand response. So this is all similar information to what we saw before. I'm going to click on energy really quick because I am kind of curious about that one. Off energy. Button. Off energy. Monitor and control. And it seems to take me to monitor and control. Notifications. Product info. Notification history. Monitor and control. Notifications. So it can be a little confusing. Product info. To figure out. Product info. Where you are. Notification history. Notifications. If I tap with four fingers. Product info. Product info. It takes me up to product info. Product info. Filter. There's filter. We haven't seen filter before. I just flipped left. Filter, I can go in and I can see information about replacing my filter, cleaning my filter, all that. Product info. Product info. But. Tapping with four fingers should take me to the top and then the bottom of the screen. 
and move you back and forth between those two locations and it's only saying product info. So you can see where some confusion is with some of this. Filter. Product settings. I do want to show you this before we stop using the app. Product settings. Except. Product settings. Today it's not going to let me. Notification history. <laughs> this app, I was really excited when I first got it because I was very excited to use it. And I'm kind of disappointed actually because it looked like it was going to be fantastic. And then when I started using it, I realized I'm probably not going to use this as much as I thought I was. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much of this I will use. Maybe I'll try to set a schedule at some point. As I said, I haven't even been in there. Filter. Energy usage. I was just flicking back through the app, and this is energy usage. Icon home. Button. Usage. WH. The data provided above is estimated. I think that's a graph, so it's not even very helpful. I want to run home from here. You, I, icon back white button. Product settings. And I just went back, and maybe that was product settings, but it looked like energy to me. And some of this is being edited just because I'm flipping around in here. I do want to go into schedules. I just want to see if it looks accessible. Product settings. Product info. Icon back white button. So we're at the top of the screen. Routines. Location assist. Switch button off. And it says location assist is off, which is interesting because I thought I turned it on yesterday. The GE Comfort app can use your phone's location to figure out if you are home or away and automatically adjust your temperature mode settings to maximize comfort. I think that's why I turned it off. I didn't necessarily want it to do that. Schedule. Switch button off. There's schedule and Double it's a switch. To toggle setting. Choosing basic scheduling will allow you to create custom schedules for individual days of the week. So you can create schedules. So if you want a weekend schedule versus a weekday, or you knew you were going to be away on Wednesday, you could create a different schedule for that day. Icon expand white button air conditioner. And then we're back to my air conditioner. So there's quite a bit in here that you can use and play with, and hopefully you can figure out how it works. While it is somewhat confusing, I think particularly if you're going to use it with a smart assistant, like a lady or Google Home, this won't be as big a deal for you unless you're going to create a lot of schedules. But you did say that you had two other ways that you could control it. One was a smart assistant. And what if you didn't have a smart assistant? This is probably my favorite part of the entire experience. I got a really huge surprise yesterday. First time in my life this has ever happened to me. I got a Braille remote control. <laughs> it's amazing. It's a little skinny remote, and it has six keys on it, six little buttons. They're more or less rectangular. They are on-off, mode, fan, timer, up, and down. And they all have Braille labels next to them on the right-hand side next to the button. The air conditioner remote also affixes magnetically to the air conditioner <laughs> if you want to do that. So it's just slick. And the instructions are very readable. I mean, I can't believe it. I'm just floored. So this came in the box, right? It didn't... This came in the box. That's nice. Nothing special. Nothing that I had to ask for or pay for came with my air conditioner. So I have the ability to utilize that. And you can hear the different fan speeds, for instance, if you're changing your fan. There is something called auto. You can't hear it as much. But you can figure out based on the sounds kind of where your fan speed is, for instance. 
you have different modes that you can engage in as well, but you can change those using a smart assistant. So the other thing you could do if you were trying to learn to use the remote successfully, you could change one and then ask your smart assistant what's your modes on. That's one way to do that as well. I think there are three different modes. Yes, I think so. Fan, cooling, and eco, which is your energy saving mode. Yeah, I was blown away. So what would you like to know about my cool little device? I want to know if it has a voice. Well, no. Does it talk? <laughs> no, it doesn't talk, but my Geneva skill can talk for it. Okay, let's hear it. Chris will be censoring out my use of the A lady's name, so all of yours don't lose their minds. <laughs> Ask hello. Ask Geneva for the status of my air conditioner. Your air conditioner is currently off. And she tells me my air conditioner is currently off. Ask hello. Launch Geneva. Hi, Geneva here. I can control your appliances, or you can ask me for help. What can I do for you? Help. The Geneva skill gives you hands-free control of your GE appliances. For appliance-specific help, you can say, get oven help, or get refrigerator help. To get service information, say, service. So, how can I help? Get air conditioner help. On your GE Appliances air conditioner, I can turn the AC on or off, set the AC temperature, or switch the AC to energy saver mode. Which would you like? Turn the AC on. Got it. I've turned on your air conditioner. My air conditioner's on. I don't know if you guys can hear it or not. I heard a beep, oh. and I thought I heard it start up. Yes, it's on right now. So now I can say, hello. Ask Geneva for the status of my AC. Your air conditioner is set to cool using energy saver to 72 degrees Fahrenheit. So it tells me what it's set to. It tells me it's set to cool and AC. Hello. Ask Geneva to change my air conditioner's mode to cooling. Your air conditioner is set to cool using energy saver to 72 degrees Fahrenheit. Hello. Ask Geneva to turn my fan to medium. Sure. I've set your air conditioner's fan to medium. So my fan was on low. Now it's on medium. Hello. Ask Geneva to turn mode to cooling. Mm. There is a way to do it. I just don't know how. <laughs> I can do it this way, though. Let's try this. I can use the mode button on my remote. Hello. Ask Geneva for status. Your air conditioner is set to cool to 72 degrees Fahrenheit with the fan on medium. So notice it no longer tells me it's on energy saving. If I press mode again, Hello. ask Geneva for status. Your air conditioner's fan is on and set to medium. I'm going to do it one more time. I'm going to press the mode button on my remote. Hello. Ask Geneva for status. Your air conditioner is set to cool using energy saver to 72 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's another way you can do it. You can use the remote in conjunction with a lady, and it will work for you that way. Hello. Ask Geneva to turn the fan to low. Darn. Let's try this again. If you are not sure what to say, try saying help. What would you like to do? Turn the fan to low. Sure. I've set your air conditioner's fan to low. Now, one thing you can't do. Hello. Ask Geneva for the temperature. 
Your air conditioner is set to cool using energy saver to 72 degrees Fahrenheit. She will not tell me the room temperature. I was kind of disappointed by that. So I can't find out the temperature in the room. It's supposed to be in the app. But sometimes the app and the temperatures, they seem a little weird to me. So it's been a little difficult to figure that out. Now, one thing I noticed yesterday is my air conditioner is set to 72. So when the air conditioner hit 73, when the thermostat of the air conditioner hit 73, it turned on. That was kind of interesting to discover. And I had someone actually look at it at the time. It hit 73, the air conditioner turned on. That was kind of interesting. That was kind of fun. So it, it wants to keep it at or below, obviously, 72 degrees. That's hello. Ask Geneva to turn off the air conditioner. Got it. I've turned off your air conditioner. And there you have it. And there you have it. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. Safe travels if you are going to convention. Remember, we have the open house when you come back. So we hope many of you can join us. Bye. Bye. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and desire to discover how our comprehensive products and services may support and empower your assistive technology journey, we welcome your visit at www.mysticaccess.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have something to share about this podcast episode, press 4 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com. Connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Your friends and colleagues may listen and subscribe at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. Our latest five episodes are also available via phone by calling 701-801-8527. If you enjoy our episodes, consider leaving us an iTunes rating and review. Your comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.